It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A lot of draft talk since that happened. We're going to take a fantasy football angle on that with uh, Mike Wright. From the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, thefantasyfootballers.com is the website. Mike, first of all, welcome back to the show. It's been a few months, but thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's always good to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm back. The, the NFL fans are getting ready. We've got training camps coming up here. Man, it is. This is a spectacular time of year where everyone is 0-0 zero and, zero and all of your, your fantasy teams are undefeated. Mike, I've got to ask you a couple of questions about a few rookies that got drafted as far as their fantasy value. I got to think that Leonard Fournette's fantasy value in Jacksonville, with Tom Coughlin overseeing the entire operation, Leonard Fournette's got to have massive fantasy value heading into the season. You agree with that one? I can agree with that. Of He certainly is going to have a major, major opportunity. I mean, with that draft capital, you are saying you are now the face of, uh, of our offense. The, and he's going to be the 101 or 102 in rookie picks for dynasty leagues. He'll probably shoot up to maybe even a second round pick and redraft. He just and while the the other guys on the show, Andy especially, loves Leonard Fournette, I am preaching just a little bit of caution, just a little bit, because we had this exact same situation last year with Todd Gurley, high profile, high drafted running back, but on a team that is just. They're not the best. The, 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 the game script for a running back like Leonard Fournette could, could be uh, negative frequently for Jacksonville unless he can uh, prove that he's ready to play on third downs and be a receiving type back as well. But like you said, I mean, the opportunity is king in fantasy football, and he's certainly going to have a ton of that. All right. What about Christian McCaffrey? He was drafted um, number eight overall by uh... – by Carolina, Jonathan Stewart is still there. Uh, it's an offense that lacks any kind of speed, and McCaffrey's a great receiver. Will the, will the uh, Panthers find a way to use Christian McCaffrey to do all these different kind of things that he can do in an offense? That's the huge question for the Carolina Panthers. You have a team that historically, since Cam Newton, does not heavily target the, the running back, and that's what McCaffrey, I mean, he really excels. He's a great running back, just pure runner as well, but, I mean, he really can exploit things if you start involving him in the passing game. However, last year, Cam Newton throwing the ball uh, with targets under five yards was by far the worst passer rating in the NFL last year. And I'm including guys like Jared Goff into that situation. So it's, it, uh, it's a little bizarre from the fact that you're looking at a complete polar opposite change to what the Carolina Panthers have been all about. They've been a grinded-out team and then take those shots with Ted Ginn and now if, with McCaffrey uh, coming in here, it, it, he'll be taking over eventually as the lead back. You've got to hope that they can up the, those percentage for, for Cam and up his passer rating. But like I said, we just said with Leonard Fournette, the opportunity has to be there, although you have to temper your expectations a little bit this year because you still have Jonathan Stewart who can grind it out and, and is probably going to be their goal line back. All right, and how about the drafting of Joe Mixon in the second round? He goes to a team that already has um, 
has Hill on Cincinnati and, of course, Giovanni Bernard. And now you add on Joe Mixon. With all those guys in the backfield, what kind of fantasy value could Joe Mixon have on Cincinnati? Joe Mixon could be my favorite guy uh, for this season, and he might be my uh, what I think is the most talented running back in the class. Cincinnati, uh, we, we weren't sure where Mixon was going to fall in the draft with his off-field concerns, but Cincinnati took the plunge with a second-round pick. You have Gio coming off of a torn ACL. Who knows if he's going to be ready at the beginning of the season. We've seen uh, players kind of all over the map in the, with, with the allotted time he has had. We've seen players be ready for preseason. We've seen players not be ready at all. They have to go on the pup. If you remember Deion Lewis last year, we thought he'd be ready, but he wasn't. Meanwhile, Jeremy Hill has just been trending downward since his sensational rookie year. So if things are lined up for Joe Mixon to turn into a three-down back sooner than later, which is why I like him. I like a guy who's going to always be on the field, and that's what I'm expecting sooner than later from, from Mixon. Our special guest today talking about the rookie fantasy value of the guys drafted last week from the FantasyFootballers.com, the podcast, the Fantasy Footballers. Mike Wright is back. All right, we'll get into Delvin Cook in a second, but i got to talk about this guy that I hope remains a sleeper throughout the uh, – uh, training camp and, and throughout preseason, but Mike, I don't think it's going to happen. I am in love with BYU's running back Jamal Williams, who went into the perfect situation where all he has to do is beat out a slot receiver at running back. Are you liking Jamal Williams as much as me? Jamal Williams, I'm with you that Jamal Williams was one of the running backs I had my eye on that as a, I knew he would be a later round guy because he's not just this standout elite talent. He's just kind of a well-rounded, good running back. Uh, and then the landing spot seemed perfect. But then the Green Bay Packers added Aaron Jones in the very next round, which kind of put, took some wind out of my sails with Jones as a spectacular profiles as a pass catching back. And of course, Ty Montgomery uh, profiles as that as well come, as a former wide receiver. It, it could be great for Jamal Williams, but the way that Green Bay handled uh, the, the running back position added another one even later in the draft was they're just – not sure. They're loading up as many chips as they can for this game and see if anyone can take over. Jamal Williams, uh, Ty Montgomery of the crew is still my my lead guy, but Jamal Williams is absolutely very interesting, and I, I, I think that he will remain a sleeper because he's not someone who I, I see taking over immediately or making huge uh, waves through the preseason. I'm less excited about Dalvin Cook than I thought I was going to be because I loved him coming out of Florida State and I thought that there there were just so many teams that needed a running back, like Indianapolis, like Philadelphia. I would have really liked to see him go to one of those teams. I'm not that excited about where he wound up from a fantasy football perspective because the Vikings' offensive line has been so bad, and Sam Bradford can only alleviate so much pressure. Plus, you've got Latavius Murray, who, you know, he's not as good as Dalvin Cook, but he's still a young, productive running back. And they gave him about $5 million guaranteed to be their running back for this year. That was an interesting move by the Vikings to move up for Dalvin Cook. So at least you have – I mean, we don't have a lot to go on, obviously, right now. But with the way the teams in the front offices handled the draft is they said, this is, this is a guy we really want. We do not want to miss out on him. Let's move up and go grab him. And Dalvin Cook's – his offensive line in college was, you know, it wasn't the best. He's – what is so great about him is he can create with uh, with a poor offensive line in front of him. 
but he does have the roadblock as far as, far as fantasy purposes. Latavius Murray has been very successful in goal line situations. McKinnon is still around. So we don't know what role Dalvin Cook is going to carve out. It is possible with his level of talent. He's he's a far superior running back to me than Latavius Murray. So if anyone can take uh, take over the, as the leader of the timeshare, but do not mistake, this will be a timeshare. It will be Dalvin Cook. But I'm with you. I, I really hoped he was going to go to Philadelphia. It just didn't happen. There are three things in life that you, you are assured to run into. That's death, taxes, and fantasy football disappointments with rookies at, <laughs> uh, with rookies at tight end. I think this might be the year that bucks the trend, though. I mean, as good as Hunter Henry was, just to give you an example for those listening, Hunter Henry was really good as not a rookie tight end. Again. Okay, I love me some Hunter Henry. I but know even he was not really superb. But for a rookie tight end, he, he did a really good job. Evan Ingram, David Njoku, and then everyone's favorite, O.J. Howard going to the Tampa Bay Bucks with a quarterback that loves to throw to his tight end. Can we finally get excited about these rookie tight ends? Oh, man. For Dynasty, I'm absolutely very excited about these guys. For a redraft, the Hunter Henry you just referenced, I think it was eight touchdowns, which was the second most by a rookie tight end since 2000. I mean, they just they don't produce. It takes time. Where and with O.J. Howard, yeah, the situation's great. Cameron Brait is not going to go away. He took a major, major hit as a guy you, who I was going to be targeting late in drafts. He will not be that anymore. But it's going to be spread around a lot, I think, in Tampa Bay with the addition of Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin. If anyone is going to make, I think, that, that impact year one, I would go with Evan Ingram simply because He's not a traditional tight end. He's very much his size is a is a tweener. I mean, he's not he's too big to be a wide receiver. He's too small to be a tight end. So hopefully Ben McAdoo. I mean, he's spent up for him first round pick with David and Joku on the board. He chose Evan Ingram. Hopefully this guy can be a slot mismatch for the for the Giants, and uh, it, they aren't going to ask him to do too much inline blocking. If they got him to do inline blocking, they've I think they've made a terrible mistake. So that to me speaks, hey, let's let this guy just run routes, find uh, find the hole in the zone, and sit down, and what the, let's just use him as a pass catching weapon. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.